Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Till Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell, shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo and you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. <laughs> just go with what you saw today. Okay, yeah. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that for sure. You'll be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right. No yeah. one will remember. No That's one's true. listening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf here in my basement, Shil Kapadia in his... And joining us for a three-man weave, presumably not in his basement, probably somewhere in the sunshine, maybe by his pool, who knows, the all-time money winner in Jeopardy history, who is preparing to, we hope, uh, do some damage once again coming up. We will talk about that. But more importantly, a diehard Eagles fan, and even more importantly than that, a DFOP, a listener to Birds with Friends. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome brad rudder to birds with friends what's up guys i'm not in fact in my basement in california we don't have basements so i'm just <laughs> in my living room uh Sheil, how are you i'm good i I'm, I'm so very excited that we got brad on we've had conversations uh obviously in person offline but to welcome the jeopardy goat to the podcast on a very big week we have so many questions for him this is going to be great. We don't even have to talk about the Eagles, and I don't have to talk to you the whole time. So uh, I'm, exci- <laughs> I'm excited about this episode. So we are going to, uh, we are going to talk to Brad about uh, his history, uh, how he has come to be such a revered figure, and also the, uh, the tournament that begins on Wednesday. And then, uh, both to uh, the surprise of Brad and Shield, we have a game at the end in which I will be right. um, pitting them against each other, as, as it has to be. Well, I'm excited to get the full shield experience because I have nothing prepared and you're springing this game on me like this is the first time hearing of it. (laughs) And presumably by the end, you will be uh, very much waiting for it to be over. (laughs) I know that's right. (laughs) Uh, So, Brad, why don't we start with, I guess, uh, setting the table for what 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 does begin uh, on Wednesday? Well, it's exciting. It's Jeopardy's first ever team tournament. So we had the draft back in September. And uh, my team and Team Brad is uh, Larissa Kelly and Dave Madden, and I think we have a great shot. And the way it's going to work, uh, stick with me here because it's a little involved, is uh, every match is going to be two games. And uh, each member of the team will play one round of an individual game. So let's say I would play single Jeopardy, then Larissa would play, Larissa or David would play double Jeopardy, and then whoever hadn't played yet would play final. And the catch is you can't play the same round twice in the same two game set of games. So uh, you you have to switch it up a little bit for the second game. So that's the the strategy element of it. Um, Yeah, but it, uh, it should be really exciting. It's a bunch of uh, great champions from uh, the past years of jeopardy. And uh, it's always exciting to see and compete against the best. I know the last time Brad was on jeopardy. I I remember the house, the living room, exactly where I was, my wife and I watching. I think I told you, Bo, this at the uh, time. I think we were we were chatting. I, I forget when, but that's like the most excited and pumped I was for a sporting event in like the, the last decade. <laughs> I mean, we a hundred percent. Yeah, because you felt the same way. Yeah, we were going crazy. Now, uh, that was for me. It's like Middlebury hockey and then rooting for Brad Rudder. Those are like the those are the, the two biggest sporting joys of, of my adulthood. Well, I, I know you guys have to be objective, but uh, I beat the Super Bowl. That's pretty good. Oh, uh, yeah. Not even that's not even close. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> Ken Jennings bereft on the turf. <laughs> it has literally been ripped from his grasp. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I have a lot of uh, sort of strategy questions about about this tournament that I don't know if we can get into. But uh, what was, first of all, your strategy going into the draft itself? Well, I kind of treated it exactly as I would expect that uh, NFL general managers, general, yeah, excuse me, general managers treat the the NFL draft. Is I'm looking at going back and watching tape uh, where it exists and looking at stats, 
and uh, just uh, getting my draft board together. And uh, yeah, re- really just uh, figuring out where I wanted to place everybody who was available to draft. And uh, we didn't actually know where we were going to draft until the day of, which was a little bit different. And it was a snake draft, like fantasy football, which I'm terrible at. So that was uh, a little intimidating. But uh, yeah, just uh, I wanted to get my draft board up there, stick to the board, you know, not draft for need, just going for best player available and uh, and do it that way. Now, you had a sense of, I mean, you you know, all these people, though, like, uh, right, you, you knew kind of their skill sets and had watched them before and knew some strengths and weaknesses. Or was that uh, that preparation uh, was that like eye opening? Did, did you learn things about these, these contestants that you did not know before? Uh, again, I think it's probably a little like football scouting is that I'd seen them. Mo- I, I guess I'd seen everybody play on their original runs and in their tournaments of champions and stuff like that. And obviously I know some people better than others, but, uh, yeah, you really have to go back to the stats and the tape to pick up on some things that maybe you missed before. And, uh, I did catch a few things, for example, like I thought I got a steal with Larissa, um, I, I mean, she easily could have gone top three if you just uh, go on the, the raw numbers and how she did. And she had unfortunately run into a couple of bad luck instances of final jeopardies in games where she really dominated and ended up losing the game. And, you know, that's something that can happen on jeopardy. But uh, I, I won't for fear of offending anybody, I won't tell you what my draft board was, but sure. I will tell you that uh, I got her uh, way lower than I would have taken her. All right, after a brief uh, technical difficulty, you know, I feel bad when the Wi-Fi goes out in my house and it's just Shield, but, you know, not that bad. But when we've got, when we've got Brad's valuable time, I feel, I feel much worse. But uh, we were asking Brad just about uh, the setup for Wednesday. So it's, it's Team Brad, who you've already talked about, against Team Colby, who features Pam and Alan, and Team Buzzy who features Alex and Jennifer as well. Alex, who was the, uh, I guess, the... Andrew Luck, the number one overall pick in this draft. Yes. Yeah. And so the way it works is uh, every game's uh, a two game deal. Every match is a two game deal. And uh, so the we're going to do two games over three episodes, which is, again, pretty involved. Uh, go to the Jeopardy website and watch watch Alex's video. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so the winner will go uh, straight to the finals. Um, and then, uh, there's two preliminary matches. So the winner of the other preliminary match with the other three teams will also go straight to the finals. And then the, uh, lowest scoring non-winning team is eliminated and the other three teams play a wild card match for the third spot in the finals. So just watch the show. It'll all make sense. As it always does. Uh, so you know, you may not be able to go into the exact details of who has what in the, in the first round, but how much... Uh, strategy was there with you guys as a team in terms of uh, when and where to place each contestant? Well, uh, we basically wanted to balance strengths and weaknesses. So uh, without getting into too much, uh, we basically wanted to have me on the buzzer when we could do the most damage. So uh, leave that to everybody's imagination. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't think, uh, that was uniform across the six teams though. So, uh, that's, that'll be interesting to tune in and see how people decide to handle it. And that's part of how they're going to stretch the first two games into three nights is, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of that stuff on camera. And that was fair to say that, that, uh, in addition to being the, the all time money winner, you are sort of considered the the buzzer king. Uh, it, it might be fair to say that. Yes. Jill, are you not the buzzer king? Well, no, I, I am not the buzzer king. And, yeah, some of this is, is obviously difficult to talk about because Brad can't, uh, you know, give everything away. But everybody has to watch this starting uh, on Wednesday, 10 nights. Uh, I've set the DVR up already. I think I'm going to try to get the kids involved. Have yes. them watch. You know, hey, there's uh, there, there's daddy's friend up there and we can do bedtime a little bit later. So I'm hoping that strategy works out. If not, I'll have to do a little pause, get off my phone, do bedtime, come back down and watch it. My wife is also uh, very excited about it. So I think we definitely have to have Brad on after the tournament because some of these things are uh, are difficult to ask about. But I, I personally would like to get to like the uh, the Brad origin story. Yeah, I think ha- how. 
And how he elevated here. I mean, uh, I, I'll start it off, but I want to start it like the very, you know, the very beginning. Take me to the the first tryout, the first time you even um, had a hint in your head that, uh, you know, maybe I could be on Jeopardy. And then we're, you know, I don't know how long we're going to go here, but I have questions about every step along the way. Well, I can go back even before the first tryout. I can go back to the uh, first season of the Alex Trebek version of Jeopardy back in 84. I was probably uh, six years old, and my parents were big fans of the old 60s and 70s Art Fleming version of the show. So, of course, they started watching when it came, came on again. So we would just watch it every night. And then by the time I was in high school, I guess, I was playing along, as you do. And I started thinking, huh, I, I know a lot of these answers. I could probably do pretty well if I got on the show. So obviously, I had no idea I would do as well as I did. But uh, yeah, so flash forward to about uh, the year 2000. And uh, this was still back in the days where you had to send postcards in uh, to get a tryout. And my mom had the brilliant idea of saying, hey, you know, if you just send 100 postcards in, they'll pick one out and throw the rest out. If you send 10 a day for 10 days, like uh, it'll spread it out and you might get all 10 postcards. And hey, it worked. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. They called me uh, for, called me for a tryout. This was before the online test. It's a much more straight. Yeah, it's a much more straightforward process these days. So uh, I went to the went to the audition. Um, apparently, they liked me, and about a month later, they called me to fly out to LA to tape the show. So, so it was the process was just anybody can send in a postcard and go, That's it. and then you go for. Oh my gosh, that is amazing! All right, so. Uh, well, t- tell me, well, I actually want to go back a little bit here. I told you I have a lot of questions. So in high school, you're well, playing. It's like getting to, to not only learn about Brett, <laughs> learn what it's like to be interviewed by Shield. <laughs> you know what? That's so true. This is what I do all the time. I'm like, wait a minute. That first thing you said. But, I feel uh, like big boss. <laughs> that's right. Everybody, by the way, everybody, stop tweeting at me, okay? I, I'm not watching. I don't know what's going on. I like, I like having a football break in my life. Other people like it. That's fine. Let's, uh, let's, I, not, let's not jump over the fact that the reason and the reason that there will be no uh, official AAF team of Birds with Friends, the reason that Shield is turning his nose up completely to Big Boss's ongoings, is that no, like Nemesis. Uh, conquered, vanquished foe number one, Bill Polian is uh, very much. Oh. <laughs> I don't even think I knew that, but it all it all comes around now. He, he can he can call me for some advice if he uh, if he needs to for the league. Uh, my my question is: So you're playing in high school, and you know even after that, and you're doing really well. Did you? Like, what is sort of the, um, the the root of this? I mean, were you like a great student in school? Did you read a ton of books? Did you just sort of uh, pick this stuff up as soon as you heard it once? Do you have a special memory? Like, how, how did you get so good at, at knowing all these answers, even sort of at an early age? I did read a lot, which obviously helps. And uh, I tried to pay attention in school. I was a pretty good student, but not spectacular. Okay. Um, but Mostly, it's just my brain kind of works that way. And I think if you run into anybody who's good at trivia type things, it's sort of mostly just a, a natural function of how your brain works. So the the example I like to give is, say, I'm in the dentist's office and there's a Newsweek uh, sitting there and I'm you know paging through and I'll be reading articles. And if uh, an interesting fact comes up, uh, I'll be like, oh, that's interesting. And for some reason, it'll just stick in my head and then I can bring it back up years later wow now, uh, it's not as true as it used to be we were all getting older but uh yeah when i was in my teens and 20s it was like uh, i could read something in a magazine and then they could potentially ask me about it on jeopardy five years later and bang it's right there uh, so it's oh, mostly man. natural talent is what i'm saying it's not like i had to uh, train too hard I am so jealous of that. I, I find myself to be the complete opposite, especially now where I'm like reading a book right now and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. There's no way I'm going to remember this. And so I actually took out it on my phone. I had, you know, the notes. If it's interesting, I'm writing it down. I don't know why. I don't know if it's going to help me or I'm never going to refer to it. But it's just like in my head, I'm like, I, you know, I don't want to just have this go in one ear and out the other. So that's amazing. You're going to try it for open book Jeopardy? 
I feel like Bo would say he's very. I, I feel like you would say you're very good at trivia. Is that true? Well, I'm I'm on the Brad uh, spectrum, just nowhere near as naturally talented. Oh, I knew it. How'd I know? Okay. <laughs> Brad, did you ever lead the county in innings pitched? I, I never did. Yeah, okay. that's uh, one thing I cannot say. No, but I do wonder, like, what it is like to walk the earth like knowing that you are the the best human being that has ever lived at, at at a very specific skill you i feel like you walk the earth like that bo <laughs> no, because i'm second best in crowd walking i know okay. there's somebody out there who's, who's even better uh was that you who had the the best quarterback arm at the bubble football uh that's exactly games right. yeah. yeah that I, I thought that was uh, also so uh it's kind of like that it's like you know that. yeah I mean, we'll get back to the origin story, but like when everybody's, when all the Jeopardy contestants are, are together, like the, you know, the, the all-stars, uh, the best of the best, and they're all like in one room, are you like, is, is everybody just looking to you like you're the alpha? Uh, me and Ken, yeah. Uh, it's um, it's, it's kind of weird, actually, because everybody's really good. But uh, this was more true, I think, of the decades tournament a couple years ago where um, people were just kind of, assuming that they were going to uh, come in third, which uh, I never got, you know, that's, I think part of the reason why I've done so well is every time I'm up there, I'm like, somebody's got to win this thing. Why not me? So uh, I think uh, when Ken was on his run too, like uh, I remember watching that and you could see the other two contestants, they had like the thousand yards there and they were like, uh, you could tell they knew they weren't going to win and they were probably right. But I never saw what the, value it was of going in with that attitude you know it's like well yeah you, you might lose you probably will but uh you don't you don't have to take yourself out of the game well it sounds like uh it sounds like the kind of uh, mindset that a certain head coach had going up against bill belichick in the super bowl oh yeah i, I like that analogy and, and stay aggressive pedal to the metal the kind that that uh, pretty boy mcveigh did not have Exactly. Stick with what got you there. Well, I guess, uh, you know, McVeigh didn't have it to get him there either, but that's a good Yeah, that's issue. true. That's true. Uh, now, now this tryout. So take, take me through the initial tryout, uh, what you remember about that, how nervous you were, where was it, what was the process of, of going in there the first time and kind of wowing them? Um, well, the, the tryout actually is pretty similar these days, um, where they give you a 50 question test. These days, it's to make sure you didn't cheat on the online test. But uh, back in my day, it was the actual test they gave you. And then there's some sort of nebulous cutoff on that. And they uh, ask the people who passed to say and uh, give everybody else a tote bag and a pen and tell them to leave. And uh, yeah, they just did run a mock Jeopardy game. And uh, since I've been watching the show since I was a kid, I you know knew how to handle the board. And I always answered in the form of a question. And apparently they liked my energy. And, uh, you know, I don't have any problem with public speaking or anything like that. So that's really that's the bar you have to pass. And, uh, yeah, apparently they uh, they just uh, I guess, too, I was 22 at the time, which is pretty young. So I'm, I'm sure that worked in my favor favor. So anyway, the. Uh, where where was it? It was at a hotel ballroom in D.C. So I was still living in Lancaster at the time. Oh, I was going to so fly it on your own dime, but okay. Local, local yeah, so it was just a you know a two hour drive, which which was no big deal. And uh, yeah, I was never really nervous. So just like, hey, this is uh, trying out. This will be fun. Uh, well, if I get on, great. If not, I'll try again sometime. And uh, it uh, first time's a charm, I guess. And what were you doing at that? Uh what in your life were you working school neither what, what was kind of going on i was working at a coconuts cd store at, at the mall wow yeah well okay. back when back when those things still existed i remember gotcha coconuts. yeah so i don't uh, remember coconuts like the uh, you know they coconuts was sort of like the uh i want to say like the third place like the the wall to, to yeah the wall was around back uh, then sam goody okay. yeah and rainbow uh, records <laughs> yeah so it, that, that was actually under the bus but i thought that would be rude <laughs> it was actually fun because uh, it was a corporate store, but we tried to make it as much as much like high fidelity as we could. So, you know, they had the CDs where they would tell us to play in the store, but we'd be playing like, uh, you know, Bell and Sebastian and stuff like that. So, 
<laughs> All right. And then, uh, sorry, Bo, I thought you were going to jump in there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to break up your interrogation. I'm on a roll. Okay. Yeah. My interrogation. Okay. So you, uh, the tryout goes well. What's your, uh, like, what's your reaction? I mean, are you, uh, like over the moon after that? Did you, did you go down by yourself? Did a, did a friend go with you? Did a, a mom or dad go with you? How, how did that go? What, what was kind of your reaction right after that first one where you, where you, you pass it? I felt pretty good. Uh, and I, yeah, I just went down by myself and then uh, I just went home and figured they might call me and might not. And I, I was super excited when they called me. Um, okay. I don't remember jumping up and down or anything like that, but I do remember being really excited. And then, uh, actually, so I only got nervous, uh, the first time I was actually on the set. Mm. All right. Well, let's now let's go there. Naturally, they call you now, the first time. time. Just to set the stage. This is like, uh, this is like Andy Reid's second year. This is 2000. Is that right? Yes. This is Andy Reid's second year. The, okay. uh, yeah, the Torrance small era, if I remember correctly. Okay. And, uh, so yeah, I, uh, go out to LA, they give you the directions to the studio and everything. And, uh, one thing that actually ended up working out really well for me is that uh, when they bring you in from out of town, you're around for like two taping days and you could conceivably get on in either one. So, uh, I was so nervous the first day, but they taped five shows and didn't call me up. So, uh, it was a huge advantage to have been through the whole process the day before. And then I was, uh, I was the first show on the second day and, uh, had a pr kind of a rough start to my first game. I was in negative numbers for a while, but, uh, I kind of got the hang of the buzzer and, uh, the, uh, two people ahead of me missed daily doubles and, uh, the rest is history. Wow. After that, I was on a roll. Could have been, could have been snuffed out game one. Absolutely. Quite, uh, quite oh easily. my gosh. Wow. What a lesson. What a life lesson for all the listeners out there. Yeah. Uh, if you see an opportunity, take it just like Doug. <laughs> do you, uh, do you remember the first, uh, I guess answer I should say that you, uh, buzzed in on? N uh, well, this is, uh, it, th this is one of the weirdest things about it is I, I it's so hard to remember anything. Okay. <laughs> the adrenaline's going so, uh, you know, it's just coursing through you. Um, yeah, I, really, the only things I remember anymore are like certain final jeopardies in certain games. But okay. uh, apart from that, uh, yeah, it's really like uh, that's one reason why I'm excited to watch is because I obviously know what happened. But uh, I really don't remember anything. So it'll be fun to actually watch it. I have a couple now what? Of questions. Sorry, I have a couple of questions about just being on the show. What was you've probably been asked this before, but what was what was the biggest surprise to you uh, from having watched for so long and actually being on the show? The first time. Weirdly, the, the, uh, it's that the studio is way smaller than it looks on TV. Huh. So when you're when you're up there, you're maybe ten feet from Alex, and it looks like it's a much bigger distance on on television. Huh. But it's uh, yeah, it's uh, and the you know the, the the big board is obviously big, but it, you know you, you're watching it on your widescreen. It looks huge, and uh, yeah, it's it's maybe uh, fifteen feet high, so it's big. But and it's not that far away too. So a lot of times people ask me, it's like, well. Uh, like, uh, how do you, can you read the questions? Can you see them? I'm like, yeah, it's, they're on TV screens and it's really not that far away. And can you explain the actual buzzer skill, how the buzzer works? Yes. Yeah, so, um, you, you're locked out of the system until Alex is done reading the question. And then they have uh, somebody off stage who actually presses a button to activate the buzzer machine. And if you uh, if you buzz in before that, you're locked out for a quarter of a second, which doesn't sound like it's a bunch of time. But when three people are trying to ring in, it's actually a lot of time. So um, the the key to it is kind of getting in a mind meld with that person who's running the board and trying to hit the buzzer at exactly the same time as they open it up. So what I do, and like this goes back to, you know, reading the the, uh, the clues on the screen is I'll kind of speed read the clue, know whether I know it or not, and then sort of just wait for that perfect time to, to buzz. Um, and uh, yeah, that's basically how it works. And that's, that has been the key to your success, right? I mean, oh that, yeah, that, that's by far you, the most uh, the the most important skill uh -huh. uh, because I'd say at least two thirds of the time, and probably more in an all star tournament, all three people uh, know the answer. 
So it, it just comes down to who can buzz in. And then obviously, if you buzz in and get it right, you have control of the board. And that leads to, you know, getting finding the daily doubles and stuff like that, too. Anyway, when the game, I mean, every Jeopardy fans would know this, but in these all-star games, when the game is being played at such a high level, I'm sure that it will be uh, daily double hunting throughout. Yes, that has historically been the case. That's got to be so frustrating for the opponents. The, the, the buzzer. <laughs> they they may know. I mean, think of, you know, I, I'm just putting yourself in that uh, situation where you feel like you know so many of these answers and you have a strategy and this guy's just coming in and getting in there right before you. That's incredible. Well, you can see it on the show, too, because a lot of times when people aren't getting in, they'll, they'll <laughs> kind of raise their buzzer up while they're buzzing just to like, hey, I'm trying to get in here. You see it. Yeah, it's like they want to let the audience know that they know the answer. Like, Yeah. It's it's like the it's like the quarterback who wants everyone to know that you know the receiver ran the wrong route, uh, the interception was not my fault. Yeah, yeah. I think. Now, what about your uh, one thing that everyone will notice when they watch uh, when they watch Brad here in the coming weeks will be that if nothing else, it will be he will be the best dressed contestant. So I'm I'm curious about when that occurred. I mean, early on, when you look at your, your suits early on, were you thinking, oh, what was I thinking? Or did you have that uh, sort of in your repertoire the entire time? Uh, I definitely didn't have it in my repertoire. Uh, I didn't look terrible other than I was <laughs> fat when I was first on. But uh, uh, yeah, I've definitely uh, upped my game in that respect since then. It's like, I'm, I'm single. I got no kids. I got nothing to spend money on. Why not uh, wear some nice clothes when I'm on TV? Absolutely. Um, Although Buzzy actually is a, quite a sharp dresser as well, so uh, oh, we'll see uh, we'll see who that. wins that competition. And honestly, I was just as fired up for that as I was for <laughs> uh, the actual Jeopardy. Well, you said before about you know the adrenaline coursing through your veins. Like, what are the the game days like? Like, is this, this is as close to you know it's it, it is like performing on on the highest stage. This is must be like what a you know what a football player is feeling like on on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, uh, although it, it, funnily enough, the more I play, the less ner- the less nervous I get. I mean, obviously, because I've done well, I feel like I don't really have anything to prove anymore. You're the head honcho. Everybody's coming at you. Also, you know, uh, uh, Jeopardy's the best job in Hollywood. You're never going to get canceled. Uh, so, like people, uh, I, there's people who are still there from when I was first on almost 20 years ago. So, no, nobody ever quits. So, you, you get back, you go back, you get, you get to see your friends, and it's it's pretty it's a pretty comfortable environment if you, when you've been on as much as I have. But you, once you get up there, the adrenaline still does get going, and yeah. Um, one thing I can tell you is that I, I definitely know why baseball players take greenies because every time I go in there, I, I just get geeked up on coffee and, uh, it seems to help my focus and buzzer timing. So mm. if you ever get on the show, uh, well, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> take greenies. <laughs> So, so that first, uh, run you, you win the, uh, the first time. And then what was that? Uh, for that run like for you? Um, well, it, it's all a flash cause they take okay. five shows a day. So I, 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 I was on Monday to Friday and this was back in the days where they retired you after five games. Uh, okay. And, um, uh, it was actually really anticlimactic, you know, at the end of the day, they just had me sign my paperwork for my money and, uh, like, Hey, uh, we'll call you for the tournament of champions. And, uh, I just you know, went back to the hotel. <laughs> and that's crazy. I, that's crazy. Really? Yeah. One thing I remember, uh, and this is this is very strange, but uh, it's it's weird the things you remember. So it was my first time in California back then, and uh, I got back to the hotel. It was maybe five thirty, six o'clock, and uh, I turned on TV, and Monday Night Football was on, and, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" And, uh, and the, the sun was still out. <laughs> I've since learned to love the West Coast sports schedule, but that was kind of that was kind of shocking the first time you you run into it. So did you order like room service? Did you, I mean, did you do anything to, uh, to celebrate there? Yeah. We'll go back to the adrenaline. I was just beat, you know, okay. you, you have the adrenaline running all day and, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't go to sleep. Well, that's the, the other side of it. It's like, I, I, I couldn't sleep, but I was exhausted. So I just kind of sat on my bed in my hotel room and, uh, you know, my mom actually came out with me and made the trip. So, you know, we did some tourist stuff around town, uh, you know, the other days when I wasn't taping, but, uh, that, that night i just uh, i just chilled out so did she get to watch she did get to watch yeah live hold that secret 
No. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't think they were even uh, this was pre-internet, so they weren't really even worried about it back then. Um, now we have to sign a like five million dollar non-disclosure agreements, and uh, for this tournament, my mom actually got to see this one too. Uh, but it was only friends and family of contestants uh, who were allowed to see these tapings because they were concerned about people with no skin in the game, you know, posting it right on the internet. Has wow, that, has that been difficult for you in the past to to hold hold in the secret? For instance, in the uh, the tournament of, or the Battle of the Decades, which. which <laughs> No, like I like having secrets. So I also enjoy <laughs> I also enjoy people trying to get it out of me. Like uh, so uh in the finals did you uh I'm like come on man. <laughs> it's also more fun if you don't know what's going on. Like uh I don't want to spoil it for people. Oh, for sure. So how come you, back, so so you come back to the tournament of champions from that first run. Uh what was what was that process was uh did you run away with that? Uh, I wouldn't say ran away. I, I have I, actually the first game of that tournament was the was the first time I really dominated from start to finish uh, in the quarterfinals there. But then the semis and finals were tight games, and uh, I ended up winning that. And uh, that was also really cool. That was a hundred thousand dollars back then. So for a twenty-two year old kid, that is a uh, quite a bit of money. And did that did that jumpstart the the move to California, or, or take us through that? Not quite yet. So uh, I, I kept working at the record store <laughs> and uh, was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And uh, it turns out that so that was 2001. What Actually, another. What were your, your coworkers saying? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, they, they were like, yeah, you lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they, uh, we were all pretty tight, though. So it was, it was cool. And uh, we'd occasionally get people coming in there looking for me. And, you know, I talked to them about Jeopardy and not have to work for a couple minutes, which was cool. Um, so, uh, to set the stage even more here, uh, the, uh, that was 2001. So that was the, the, the heyday of the Regis Philbin millionaire show, which Ah. was like the number one show on TV. And, uh, that millionaire was kind of, uh, taking the, the, the trivia market share from Jeopardy. So, uh, they decided they were going to have a million dollar tournament at Radio City Music Hall. Uh, in, in O2. So as the reigning tournament of champions winner, uh, I got invited and that was the first uh, all-star thing I was involved with and, uh, ended up winning that. And that, uh, jump-started the move to California. Uh, that makes sense. So how many total times, like, like, uh, times have you been on, you know, in sort of separate stints, not, not each show, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I have a tough time remembering because it's okay. it's a lot and and spread out over almost twenty years. So there was my original run, then Tournament of Champions that year, then uh, that Million Dollar Masters tournament at Radio City, then the Ultimate Tournament of Champions, which uh, they set up to do after Ken was on, um, then the Battle of the Decades, and this will be the sixth uh, different time I've been on. And, okay, and the Battle with Watson. Oh yeah, I forgot about. Like, see, I blocked that out yeah, because. <laughs> Yeah, so this would be the seventh. And how Actually, many funny, you, do you harbor? Like, is Watson your Polian? Yes, yeah. Watson, uh, <laughs> Watson is to Brad as Polian is to Shield. If you're if you're on the SATs, <laughs> it's funny. So I was talking about the buzzer earlier, and uh, so that that was really Watson's biggest advantage um, because it uh, that it's really hard to time that. But Watson had a little solenoid thing that would, uh, when it wanted to buzz, it would, you know, uh, go the same time every time. You know, oh, you know, it's, it's like, well, IBM actually wanted it wired directly into the system and the Jeopardy producers had to, had to nix that and say, no, you got to figure out some way to press a buzzer down, <laughs> but it didn't seem to matter. And, uh, so after it had, uh, disposed of Ken and me, we were uh, sitting in the green room and I said to him, it's like, wow, this must, that must be what it's like to play against us. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now how many times have you, uh, gone up against Ken? Um, let's see. So we had Watson and the decades and the ultimate tournament. So three times and possibly four tune in to see, I believe you have, you have beat him every time. Uh, he did finish ahead of me in the Watson, uh, tournament, but yeah, we, oh, yeah, we, I mean, we both got spanked that so badly that, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I feel like we were both losers there. And, uh, and what is your, what is your relationship like with, uh, with Mr. Ken Jennings? We're friends actually. Okay. <laughs> so I know it'd be much, uh, it would be, you know, yeah. much more fun. If we needed each other. Come on. I'm trying yeah. to say, you know, Oh, there's plenty of juice. It's, <laughs> uh, 
Well, once upon um, a time, once upon a time, when Brad uh, went on the most important uh, episode of his career, the Wolfstein Jeopardy, in which he defeated Evan Mathis, I was trying to get him to go up against Ken Jennings because it was an Eagles Seahawks uh, week. And Ken uh-huh. uh, very politely just said, uh, "Brad would like destroy me in that." <laughs> for me, so yeah, he, he's a very nice guy. Um, but where was I going? Uh, yeah, it would, be, it, it would be nice if we hated each other, but we don't. And uh, like I always, uh, my analogy for that is that uh, Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain were friends, and like they used to go out to dinner the night before the game, and then they would whack the crap out of each other on the court the next day. That's sort of how it is with us. I'm so excited. That's like me, Phil. I think we've competed. I think we've competed twice. Uh, what? Right? I know. I can know of one. What's the other one? A little pool and a little tennis. I think. Right. A little tennis. That's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I of course hang on to the loss easier than. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else? You, what else you got interrogation wise, Mister Capadia? Uh, I know I, I know you were explaining earlier sort of um, why you're good at this, but in terms of prep, like before uh, this tournament, explain sort of what you were doing just to sort of get ready for it. Well, uh, there's only so many things they can ask about, right? And uh, there's certainly only so many things you can study for. And a lot of those are stuff like presidents, world capitals, Shakespeare, um, state capitals. Um, so I actually, I have a set of flashcards that I put together for the so ultimate cool. tournament of champions. Yeah. yeah old okay. school. And, uh, although I do have to update the flashcards with the African capitals sort of every time I go back on, cause they seem to change always in Eastern Europe too. But, um, the, 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 books as they come out. yeah, right. Uh, Bill's been pretty prolific lately. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, I can't, the, the, the crazy thing is I can't say I've ever had anything I specifically studied come up, but uh, it's actually a big psychological boost because, you know, obviously if they asked something like that and I lost on that and I hadn't, you know, uh, memorized stuff that's, you know, not that tough to memorize, um, I'd never forgive myself. So it's more psychological, you know, knowing you have that in your back pocket to, to go right in there. Do you re- recall any, uh, because, you know, when I was a kid watching it, I would get very excited if there was a sports related category can, can you recall any uh sports related either categories or uh, or questions from your time that stand out i'm sure i've had some okay but i can't remember anything specific mostly because if you're a sports fan the jeopardy sports questions are so easy yeah <laughs> you, you, you know uh if you're a sports fan at all like uh, i know that clip went viral with the with the football category where all three <laughs> people were just standing there <laughs> and, and alex was making fun of them <laughs> it's like the uh the super bowl trophy is named after this legendary green bay <laughs> packers coach and they're just all like uh they're just like they have no idea that was that was pretty cool and it's funny how that had to line up because they had to pick the actual three people to be in that game who who knew nothing about football (laughs) what what is your uh, relationship like with mr trebek yeah you don't really get to hang out too much uh that that's kind of a residue of the quiz show scandals from the 50s uh that they made the movie about so everything's really everything's federally regulated like literally so uh because he sees all the all the clues at the beginning of the day in advance so he can get his pronunciations down and stuff like that so he knows the he knows the clues. So you uh, they got to keep you away from him until all that day's um, competition is over. So basically, what you see on screen is all the time you have with him. Although we have gotten to know each other a little bit uh, around uh, over the years, and he does uh, he does really enjoy busting my chops when he gets the chance. So I kind of he's kind of like my cool uncle. Okay. <laughs> that that um you know it, Trebek uncle. Yeah, Trebek. Trebek Uncle. When, when Trebek Uncle comes around and talks to each of the uh, contestants one the early on, show, one of the best parts, early on, because I feel like I, I've only watched you recently, and I feel like you really bring it during that time. Uh, early on, did you Thank have you. A, a, a strategy? Like, where you like, all right, I got, you know, that that's your time to really let your personality show, right? I mean, is did, did you go into that? Like, I got to make the most out of this? 
Uh, not really. I was I was so terrified that uh, you know I was just trying to get through it. Uh, so since I've been on, gotten used to it, I can kind of you know let my personality show. Gotcha. But I do remember one on one of my earlier episodes. I did uh, I I had found out that uh, there used to be a celebrity hockey league in L.A. back in the eighties, and Alex played because he's Canadian. And uh, I read some kind of story about him. Uh, playing against uh, like the Flyers alumni one time. And he told me uh, Dave Schultz took a swing at him. So that was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I was going to say by the fourth or fifth uh, day from your first run as a 22 year old, they must've been scraping the bottom of the barrel with the, uh, the anecdotes that you had given. Yeah, I had, I really had nothing that honestly, that was the hardest part of the prep for going on the first time. It was like, how do I come up with five stories? I do think it's important, Shield, not to not to go away. But I think it's important to uh, make sure that everybody understands Brad's like bona fides as an Eagles fan. Uh, tell us a little bit about your 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 love and connection for the Eagles. Well, that it probably started right around the same time uh, as I started watching Jeopardy. Like I still remember when Marion Campbell was the coach, which a makes me old and b makes me sad because he was terrible. Garbanzo beans, as it were. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and, uh, I, I guess I was sort of 10, 11, 12 when buddy came around and, uh, that was just such a fun team to, to root for, especially when you're that age. And, uh, I just, uh, I got into it then and have been going ever since. And, uh, it's honestly, I don't really have any hobbies. Like, so following the Eagles is what I do. So it's, it's pretty, uh, it's, it's nice that they provide all sorts of free entertainment for me, uh, off season and in season. Yeah, I remember back in the day, I think during my uh, Philly.com days when I joined uh, I joined Twitter and uh, saw that, I believe, I think it was, you gave me a follow at that time. And uh, yeah, my wife was like, "This, what is this? why is this guy following you? And I was <laughs> like, hey, he's, he must be an Eagles fan. And then later on, uh, found out the extent to which, uh, yes, you, you were an Eagles fan. So what was your, uh, what was your Super Bowl viewing story? Oh, well, so I got invited to a, uh, to a few parties and I gave everybody the same answer, which was, uh, listen, I, I, I'm going to watch this alone because you're not going to want to be around me if they lose. And you're really not going to want to be around me if they win. (laughs) So I watched on my couch, the same couch I'm sitting on right now, as I talk to you guys and, uh, it would be like uh, one thing I'll always remember is the I had no idea the game was over when the when the Hail Mary was incomplete. Like uh, I, it, it seemed there were like eight seconds when they started that play, so I figured there was another play. And then it, I think it took Al Michaels even a couple seconds to realize that the game was over. And once it did, I literally fell down on my knees and started crying like a little girl with a skin tape. Mm. I know many listeners can uh, can certainly relate to that one. One uh, one question I didn't uh, get to earlier during my interrogation that I, I think people would be interested in is the sort of trivia nights at uh, okay. at bars at bars around town. I, I've actually asked you this before, but uh, kind of explain, uh, you know, do you go to those? What's it like? Do you dominate all that? Uh, I do. And uh, there's actually enough Jeopardy people in L.A. that we kind of have our own, which is fun uh, that we run at a bar in Santa Monica. So uh, a different person will uh, run the quiz every week and we switch up teams, too. So I know like most bar trivia leagues, like uh, they have set teams that come in every night, every time. And but we switch it up. But yeah, so it's actually gotten written up in like L.A. Weekly and Los Angeles Magazine and the L.A. Times and the Wall Street Journal, actually. Uh, as like the uh, the toughest trivia game in in LA and quite possibly the world, and uh, so whenever one of those articles comes out, we have people show up to see if it actually is the toughest game in town, and uh, they find they quickly find out that it actually is. But uh, yeah, Pam goes all the time. Uh, Jerome Barrett from the um, from the ultimate who was in the finals with me and Ken uh, in the ultimate tournament of champions. Uh, so there's so it's a pretty heavy Jeopardy hitters in LA, and uh, that's where we all end up. Bo, I'm guessing that's not it's not the same bar we went to in Santa Monica. I don't think, I think it was Shay okay. J. Okay, yeah, I, I don't. I, that didn't seem. Although, yeah, that, although I would like to see how that one couple would have performed the trivia. <laughs> <laughs> A joke for nobody but Shield. Yeah, if we have if uh, if we have any LA listeners, uh, I don't know, Bo, you see the the, the metrics. Um, uh, it's uh, O'Brien's on Wilshire in Santa Monica Wednesday nights. Uh, come on out if you think you can take it. 
What's that? Anybody can go. Any any jabroni can go. It's not <laughs> anybody can go. Well, we'll we'll put you on a team. Oh wow! Mm. That's that's uh, intimidating. Paul's gonna fly out tomorrow. I might. Yeah, yeah I got all the time. I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll be the worst one there, but that's fine. <laughs> well, definitely let me know next time you're in town. There you go. Uh, all right. Any any other uh, business to uh, to attend to before we get to the game? No, I think uh, I think those were. All my questions. This was great. I am, uh, I am again, very excited. Everyone tune in starting on Wednesday. We need to get a, uh, a team Brad trending, at least among yes. uh, birds with friends listeners. It's and, uh, it's like bringing a Brad's with friends. It works very well. Brad's with Ooh, friends. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll start hashtagging that too. Nice. With friends. There you go. All right. So, well, uh, to get everybody ready, we are, uh, we are going to bring back Wolf's Den Jeopardy. Shield versus Brad. Now, obviously, uh, obviously, the uh, the odds are stacked against you. Mm. So the, the <laughs> categories reflect that. Uh, so, if uh, time permitting, we will play uh, a, a regular Jeopardy and a double Jeopardy. Only oh my gosh, three categories in each round. So we won't we won't overload it with six, and then a final Jeopardy, uh, and just one daily double in each in each round since there's only three categories. Are you ready to hear the categories? Let's do it. I mean, do I have another option other than no. to say yeah? Okay. The categories are uh, hashtag sports Indians. Mm. What's in a name? And every answer in this category will be a word that is found within the last name Kapadia. And the final category is birds with friends segments. And each category, or uh, each category here, goes from you know 200, 400, 600, 800, 1,000. Shield, you are the challenger. We will let you uh, pick first. Uh, is, do we buzz? What's the or I, I just apologize uh, because this is uh, birds with friends. We will not be saying buzz out loud. You will be saying buzzard. First person <laughs> buzzard after oh I have finished reading the question, of course. I'm picturing Shield's face right now. I mean, I can't believe you actually think I'm going to participate in this. I mean, it's really, I just don't want to be rude to Brad by, you know, totally uh, torpedoing it. All right. So, That's exactly what, so uh, what are our clue values? Just the standard uh, 200 through 1,000 and yeah. single and 400 through 2,000 and double? Correct. Correct. And I'll okay. try to update the scores as we go along. Mm. Oh, this is going to be great, uh, great podcasting. Okay. I will take... Listen to Brad's advice from before. Don't go into this with a defeatist attitude. Take your shot. Sports. Sports Indians for a thousand. Sports Indians for a thousand. Split between men's doubles and mixed doubles, he's won an astounding 18 Grand Slam titles with partners including Martina Navratilova, Martina Hingis, and Mahesh Bhupati. Buzzard. Sheil? Leander Pays. That is correct. Wow. Nice. Uh, this is the first time I've heard of him. <laughs> the board is yours. Uh, sports Indians for 800. Ding, 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 ding. That is the Daily Double Shield. Ah, you can put wait, it up. You can wager up to 1,000. 1,000. Nicknamed Little Master, Master Blaster, and God of Cricket. This man, born in Mumbai in 1973, is the highest run scorer in international cricket history. Gosh. Uh, who, who is Sachin Tendulkar? That is correct. Wow. Okay. 2000. The board remains yours. Sports Indian for 600. Uh, Sports Indians for 600. Bob Bradley, Jurgen Klinsmann, Bruce Arena, and Dave Sarachan all served as U.S. soccer managers under this man, the Federation's president, from 2006 to 2018. What's this guy's name? Uh, Everybody hates this guy. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. That's the. I was thinking of the CEO of Google. <laughs> Uh, what's that guy's name? The answer is Sunil Gulati. Uh, yes, uh, yes that known. was one I should have known. Mm, okay. Uh, sports Indian for 400. Kevin Nagandi, who works for ESPN, would identify himself as this type of bird after graduating from Temple University. Buzzard. Brett? What is an owl? That is correct. All right. Uh, let's get sports Indians out of the way for 200. <laughs> 
Sports Indians. Sanjay Lal has coached wide receivers for five NFL teams, including this team in 2018, where Cole Beasley wasn't sorry to catch 65 passes for 672 yards and 10.3 yards per catch. Buzzard. Oh, Sheila. Who are the Cowboys? That's correct. It is uh, uh, 2,200 to 400 after that first category. What? what I'm, I'm glad I could uh, <laughs> clean up on the sports. <laughs> the last the other two categories here are what's in the name and birds with friends segments. Well, I know I'm not going to do well in birds with friends segments, so uh, <laughs> let, let's go with what's in a name for 1,000. As a reminder, all these words are found within the last name, Kapadia. For 1,000? Yeah. Yeah. If Freak Nasty puts his hand upon your hip, Make sure to do this when he does. Buzzard. Buzzard. Ooh, shield. What is dip? That's correct. Uh, whatever that category was for 800. What's in the name for 800? The evil dojo in Karate Kid is Cobra this. Buzzard. Brad. What is Kai? That is correct. What's in the name 600? Leela or Naya? Buzzard. <laughs> Go ahead. What is Kapadia? No. What, I guess, although the judges may have to. Yeah, what is that clue? They get, they get it. Uh, the judges are going to give it to you, but the answer we're looking for is kid. <laughs> God, that would have been embarrassing if I lost my own daughter. Okay. Uh, what's in a name for, what are we at, 400? 400. 400. Uh, 400. A type of time off. A what? I couldn't hear the clue. A type of time off. Time off. Uh, buzzard. Go ahead. What is paid? That's correct. Uh, uh, 200. 200. First name of a mediocre NFC East quarterback. Buzzard. Brad. What is Dak? That's correct. And I think you're being kind there. <laughs> Uh, all right, the shield is up 4,200 to 1,400, but the uh, board belongs to Brad. Uh, birds with friends segments for 200. I know you want it, but Robin Thicke has nothing to do with this segment in which Shield begrudgingly bets on the upcoming game. Buzzard. Go ahead. What is bird lines? That is correct. <laughs> uh, birds with friends for four. Kirk Cousins, John Elway, and Bo Wolf have all suffered the indignity of being singled out as this. Buzzard. Oh, go ahead, Shield. What is the grouse? That's correct. The uh, grouse garbage or trash person of the week is also acceptable. Okay. Uh, what do we have left here? 600, 800, and 1,000. Uh, 1,000. Much to the delight of demoted minion Surya Aladina, Bo defeated Shield last year in the debut of this segment in which they took turns picking the positions the Eagles were thirstiest to draft later that spring. <laughs> the answer is the Duck Duck Juice draft. <laughs> oh, God. And an early happy birthday to devoted minion Surya, who turned six this weekend. Two questions left. 800. Fruit Loops should sponsor this segment in which Shield begrudgingly tries to guess the identity of people on a list of Bo's creation. Buzzard. Go ahead, Brad. What is two can you? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> and let's finish the board. Out. Carson Wentz won a record 11 awards during the inaugural These. Buzzard. Go ahead. What are the Ospreys? That is correct. 4,600 to 3,000. Brad closes the gap as we enter Double Jeopardy. And the categories are oh, there's a double Jeopardy. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh my gosh! And the didn't you didn't you have to watch your son all day? When when were you doing this? <laughs> after after <laughs> Rachel came home. Uh, the categories are famous uncles, '90s hip hop lyrics, and Kapadia headlines. The Kapadia headlines are all uh, headlines from Shield at the Athletic. Again, okay. I, I told you I'm trying to give you a chance here. Okay. Uh, who, who starts uh, this? Brad starts because okay. he trails. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go famous uncles for 1,200. <laughs> Keep your Triscuits, Ritz, and Wheat Thins away. This musician spells his name with a K. Buzzard. Go ahead. 
who is Uncle Cracker. That is correct. And I can't believe you made me say that. Um, uh, uncles for 16. Kyrie Irving said no to playing next to the greatest player of all time, but yes to playing an old man with skills in this movie. Buzzard. Go ahead, Shill. Who is Uncle Drew? That is correct. Uh... I will go. I'm trying to remember what the other categories were. 90s hip-hop lyrics and Kapadia okay. headlines. Let's go Kapadia headlines for 1,200. Hungry Dog. How this eagle channeled his anger and earned his respect. Buzzard. Buzzard. Oh, I think I think Brad got that first. Uh, who is Jason Kelsey? That's correct. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go headlines for 16. Eight years after triple bypass, this coach has found a super home with the Eagles. Buzzard. Buzzard. Uh, Shield. Who is Jeff Stoutland? <laughs> That's correct. It would be funny if you got that wrong. <laughs> uh, stick with that uh, category, whatever's left. Okay. This person. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not more specific. This person knows, colon, I've got to earn what I want. Buzzard. Go ahead. Who is Cravon LeBlanc? Oh, I'm afraid uh, that. Ah! Uh, Shield, do you want to answer? Uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I remember writing this headline. Time has run out. The answer, okay. Markel Fultz. Oh. Oh, uh, switching it that up was with a the good, That was a That's, good one. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, you nailed that one. Uh, yeah. 7,800 to 3,400 here as, uh, as Brad had the first incorrect answer. Uh, uh, same category? It's still you, Shield, yeah. Same category. For 800? The invisible village that helped turn this eagle from quiet kid to record-breaking tight end. Buzzard. Buzz. Brad. Who is Zach Ertz? That's correct. And let's finish Capadia headlines for 400. Eagles likely bluffing with franchise tag threat as they fish for this Super Bowl MVP's trade partner. Buzzard. Buzzard. <laughs> uh, Brad first? Or uh, who, is, who is Nick Foles? Okay, Brad got it. All right, 7,800 to 4,600. Uh, we still have 2,000 in Famous Uncles, correct? We do. That's correct. Let's, let's, you, let's you, do that. If this is like a, like a chess grandmaster's uh, <laughs> knowledge of the board in his head. Uh, famous Uncles for 2,000. If you are never having rice again, you'll be saying goodbye to this brand. Buzzard. Brad. What is Uncle Ben? That's correct. All right, uh, Uncles for eight. Uh, Carlton, Hillary, and Ashley were his children on the show, but James Avery's Fresh Prince of Bel-Air character is best remembered by this moniker. Buzzard. Buzzard. I believe she'll got that. Uncle Phil. Who is Uncle Phil? That's correct. Uh, same category. Is there, any, is there any left? There's one left for 400. This has to be driving Brad nuts. I apologize. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what categories. Okay. All right. Let's go for 400. This patriotic personification is often seen pointing on posters. Buzzard. Buzzard. Brad. Who is Uncle Sam? That's correct. 8,600 to 7,000 with 90s hip-hop lyrics left. Uh, let's do 1,200 with 90s hip-hop lyrics. Uh, okay, ready? In the hot tub, poppin' bubbly. I'm going to need the name of the song. The name of the song, huh? Yes. Nobody, huh? Uh, I feel like I'm gonna. I don't know the exact words of the. I don't know the exact name. I'm afraid time has run out here. You don't have to finish the the lyric. You have to say the name of the song. I would have rather finished the lyric. Uh, sorry. Uh, the answer is still not a player by Big Pun. Okay. They don't want to be a player, so that would have been wrong. Brad, all right. Still yours. Uh, sixteen hundred. That is the daily double. Ooh. As a reminder: you have seven thousand. Shield has eighty six hundred. Uh, I'm going to bet, uh, 400, 400. Okay. Uh, even if your new man's a certified Mac, you'll get that H10 in you. You'll want that old thing back. <laughs> oh man. I should have bet more. What is knocking to boots? Uh, I, that is the, I believe what is referenced in the lyric, but the actual song is one more chance by notorious big IG. Ah, okay. I, no, I, 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 I went with H town cause I think they did, uh, reference of the lyric. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't bet more than uh, two thousand. The Shields uh, buzzsaw category. Uh, <laughs> two thousand. Ao Bo knows this and Bo knows that, but Bo don't know Jack because Bo can't rap. Uh, bu- uh buzz buzzard. Go ahead. Uh, what is jump? By Chris Cross. Uh, the answer is... Oh, sorry, Shield, do you want to buzz in? That is incorrect. No, Damn. I do not. The answer is Scenario by A Tribe Called Quest. Oh! <laughs> I knew I knew it. Okay. Or I, I guess I didn't. Uh, okay, 800. The summertime skirts and the guys in Kenai, all the gang bangers forgot about the drive-by. You got to get your groove on before you go get paid, so tip up your cup and throw your hands up and let me hear the party say. Buzzard. Shield. Uh, what is this? Is how we do it. That's correct. To close it out for four hundred sixteen in the clip and one in the hole. Nate Dog is about to make some bodies turn cold. Buzzard. Go ahead, Brad. What is regulate? We will give that to you. Regulators. And I think the song's actually called Regulate. You might be right. Yeah. Oh man! Well, yeah. Come on, you're back. Okay. No, it's 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 a very contentious uh, subject. <laughs> well, that's good because that means uh, this game is still open here as we enter Final Jeopardy. Uh, the category is robotics. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the uh, what's the count here? Shield has ninety four hundred. Brad has fifty two hundred. So uh, I will let you each tell me what your wager is going to be, I guess, before. Uh, how should we do this? Why don't you? Uh, uh, why do you want to? Should we text it to you? Yeah, why don't you text me your wager? Does Brad have your. Uh, I'm really hoping that, that Brad's going to win this. Otherwise, I'm going to feel. Or really, I, I can just text you mine and he can say his if you want. Oh, yeah. That probably- yeah, let's do that. Because. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I texted Bo mine. Okay. Okay. All right. You ready for the question? Well, should he say his uh, wager? Oh, yeah. Why don't you say your wager? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my wager is 4201. Very nice. Okay. You can tell him. I- uh, she'll wager $100. The question is this ubiquitous football robot. Oh, hold on a second. Are we buzzarding? Or we, uh- uh, she'll, I will uh, read the question. You will text me your answer, and then okay. after the time has passed, Brad can tell me what his answer was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Robotics. This okay. ubiquitous football robot first debuted on Fox's NFL broadcast in 2005. The dream child of a graphic person's seven-year-old son, but he wasn't given a proper name until the following season. Hmm. I have no clue. You don't know. No, so I would I would write like uh Oh yeah, what would you write? Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have to give some type of plug for the athletic or birds with friends or something. Wow, that, that you know what? The Are you allowed to do that? Yeah, you, you can write whatever you want. Yeah, uh, okay. You could do hashtag sports Indian. Yeah. Well, I feel like that brand would have already been established for me in this episode. <laughs> so, true. So, uh, yeah, I, I would, uh, I would say subscribe to the athletic or something. All right. Rate, review, subscribe. Brad, yeah. a, chance, a chance to win here, to defend his title. Uh, what is Cletus? C L E A T U S. Oh my gosh. That is correct. And Brad, you have won. Wolfstone Jeopardy Shield. You have been slayed by the beast. Listen, I feel good about my, my performance. There's no, uh, there's yeah, no, no shame, sh- in shame in losing to the goat here, you know? So <laughs> uh, I feel I feel good about it. I feel good about your performance, too. And I also I also I think this shows that, uh, you know, even even on completely, uh, you know, turf against uh, against. Well, I, I don't even remember what I'm trying to say, but. What a performance from Brad to come back and win with Dak stack to get yeah. Dak I mean, so far against him. I hear Ports Indian and Kapadia headlines. Uh, yeah. Okay. Brad, how does this uh, without giving away what happens in this upcoming thing? You know, how, this must this must rank above your your greatest feats. This is the uh, this is the greatest moment of my entire life, Bo. <laughs> I I can't even tell you. I'm speechless. Um, It's just, uh, I mean, to 
to buzzard in so quickly against uh, against Shiel in his uh, in his wheelhouse categories. It's <laughs> it's it's uh, it's it's my proudest moment of my entire life. I know that's right. There you go. <laughs> now tell me this: Do you also now have an appreciation for Shiel's annoyance at the uh, everlasting length of the show? No, that was fun. Honestly, uh, you know, I was I, I was actually looking for, uh, you know, I was expecting to maybe have uh, one moment where I could just, you know, let it sit there for six seconds. <laughs> but uh, I have I have come across none. So uh, but anyway, th- this is what I do. So I, I really can't complain. Maybe if it was uh, maybe it was too can you I, I might feel differently. Or or if it was every day for like uh, <laughs> Super Bowl week or a training camp or uh, playoffs or something like that. That training camp is your idea. And if you were in the you know same room with him, uh, you know, sitting <laughs> next to him constantly, it may be a little different or it might not be. But yeah, just keep that in mind. <laughs> well, what a what a ride! All right. Uh, thank, seriously, Brad, thank you, uh, thank you so much for for spending time and uh, and hanging with us. And uh, we are very very excited to root on Team Hashtag Brads with Friends. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, it's great. Thanks for having me on. I listen to you guys. Uh, I listen. To, I think I've listened to every podcast, and I'm not just saying that. Wow. Uh, I, it's possible that I missed one, but you, uh, you, you guys are big, say- strong, powerful men. <laughs> Do, do you want to say anything to, you know, if there are people who are maybe listening but not subscribing to The Athletic, any type of message for them? Oh, you people are the worst. <laughs> I mean, how could you how could you take all this free content? And that's like stealing a book from the library. I mean, come on. You're worse than seat recliners on airplanes. No. I'm not going to argue with the greatest Jeopardy champion I know. <laughs> You're trashy to Jones. <laughs> Uh, is there anything else uh, that you'd like to plug? Uh, no, not right now. Yeah, just uh, tune in Wednesday. My uh, team, Brad, is going to be on Wednesday through Friday, uh, all Ooh. three days. Uh, so uh, check it out. And then the, this, the next game is the is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. I'm very excited. And, Sheila, I have already like looked at, ahead at the schedule. I don't know if you, if you have done this, but our flights to Indy for the Combine could potentially be in the, the finals like the Ooh. final episode on that Tuesday night. So we may have to be doing some, some train or some uh, flight changes. Yeah. Yeah. So, get on, I think get on we were blue. Yeah. I think we were Southwest. Oh no. Yeah. No, we will have live TV. Oh, that's a good point. That's good. Yeah. Point. You got to get that app. Yeah. You can watch T- You can watch TV and airplanes. I now. do have one final question for, for Brad. Uh, you know how there are some places that have jeopardy at seven and, and wheel of fortune at seven. They, they flip flop. My yes. my uh, contention has always been that anywhere that has Wheel of Fortune before Jeopardy is is a trash place. Is trashy to Jones, Garbanzo Beans? Uh, do you agree? I have to recuse myself because growing up in Lancaster, we got the uh, we got Channel Six from Philly and we got Channel Twenty One from Harrisburg, and it was on at seven and seven thirty. They 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 flip flopped them. That's so. One cool thing to do would be watch uh, Channel 6 at 7 o'clock, then roll in somewhere and watch Jeopardy at 7.30 again, and you're going to know every answer and and amaze your friends. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, that's that's good. Sheila, any uh, any final words? Nope. Can't wait to watch. Everybody watch, and we will be uh, rooting for Team Brad, and then I think we'll probably have to do a a recap episode at some point in the next few weeks. Yeah, let's do it. I'm in. Awesome. Well, for Sheil, and I will take the uh, liberty of saying for Brad as well, as always, we love you.